Welcome to the Power Lock Fitness Podcast. My name is Jason Lindsay. And I'm Kitty Truex. You are Kitty Truax. And you are Jason Lindsay. I am. And how are you doing today, Kitty? Fantastic. How about yourself, sir? Living and dreaming. I got my second COVID shot. a boy. Feeling pretty good two hours later. Vaccination. What do you think about tomorrow? You think I'm going to be okay? I don't know. Have you heard Have you heard from people? I have heard. I have heard people down with the second dose sickness. And does it matter on like if it's the Pfizer or the whatever? I have no idea. Okay. Good luck. The yeah, thank you. I because a friend of mine who had didn't have Pfizer yet, whatever the other one is or one of the other ones, texted me the next day. Says I feel like I got hit by a truck, and I'm just like, dude, you're making me not want to get my second COVID shot. But I went and did it. It was quick and painless. We'll see how that's what COVID feels like getting hit by a truck twice. (sighs) Do you know anybody that had COVID? I did. You had it. Boy, did I ever! Really? Oh, it was horrible. When when did you have it? Oh my goodness. Well, right before I went to Colorado and did that festival. So the whole band got it. All four of us got it. And this months ago? This was no, this was probably like three maybe three months ago. Two or three months ago, something like wow. that. Yeah. It was it's pretty gnarly. Were you down for like a week or at least two, if not more. The fatigue, the brain fog, the the lack of awesomeness that yeah. I felt. You know, that sucks. I mean and, and a friend of mine's very similar. It turns out he had mono at the same time. No. So he was he thought he was going to die for like 21 days or something like that. Yeah, and he owned a business. He owns a business and he had to have his brother Sports come in small and small business. Yeah, well, and it was so he's fine now and you know, hopefully there's no lingering effects, but that sucks for you. That's and what I, I'm worried about. I when it first happened, you know, when it first came out over a year ago or you know, I guess spring of 2020 when it got real. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, we're all going to get it. I'll just have to deal with it. Well, now I'm so happy because I feel I mean, it's not a guarantee. But with my second shot, you know, I feel like, okay, I don't have to, because I've heard too many stories like that. And, you know, sure, you'll survive likely, right? 99 point whatever percent. But who wants to feel miserable? I mean, miserable. I got a job to do here at Power it Block, not just the podcast, miserable. other stuff. You know, we got we to get more dumbbells in homes. So, but hey. And in more countries too. And, well, That's we do. We're working on. We do. But we do have a super, super special guest, don't we, Kitty? Yay. Are you excited? I'm looking forward to him. What are you yes. most excited about? The fact that this guy is just, I mean, he's a beast. He's an American gladiator. Beast. Do you think he, do you think he likes that term? I'm a beast. I, I mean, that's what I see when I look at his Instagram feed. Like, whoa. I mean, almost like almost like it's drawn or it's like it's, like it's not well, real, right? There are cartoon-ified drawings of him on his Instagram, and it looks exactly yeah. like him in a normal picture. Yeah. Yeah, and and his his wife is is quite the, the is fantastic yeah imagine their child. and she does does it along with him as well oh yeah like, they, they both have programs and they got a two-year-old son do you think he's going to be pretty big i think he's going to be pretty yeah. rad yeah jason well that's should we get him on the phone absolutely let's i call, think you should give him a jingle let's call him up all right guys hey check it out we got michael hearn on the phone how you doing mike i'm loving life loving life mike well, Mike, I, first thing I like to ask people, um, guests that come on the podcast, well, first of all, I say thank you for your time. We look, you know, our listeners are going to really oh, no. look, look forward to the next several minutes uh, with Michael Hearn. Where, I appreciate you guys like canceling me like 10 times and saying, no, we got somebody else. <laughs> hey, now, hey, now. <laughs> you know, every now and then you got to, you know, you got to go with the, whoever's got the most followers on Instagram, right? 1.9 exactly. million, by the way, Michael Hearn has. <laughs> That's awesome. The uh, no, the only reason we're talking is Clark Bartram said we should. No, hey Mike, the uh, well, yeah, let's, let's let's get away from that as quick. Yeah, as yeah. Really. <laughs> where are you calling? Where are we talking to you from? What part of the country are you standing? I'm out in Cali, out in Marina del Rey, right by the ocean. Got a nice breeze coming in right now. Just 
chilling by the pool, listening to you guys and talking to you. Thanks for that visual. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, right? I just wanted the listeners to kind of just feel where I'm coming from. Appreciate that, it. That's awesome. You know, we're, we're in Minnesota and it's, you know, it's, it's that it's rainy, cold it, and snowy. It's that time of year where it could be 80 degrees. It was 80 degrees last weekend and then 38 the next day. Have you ever been to Minnesota, Mike? I have. I've, I've basically been everywhere. If, if you can, if you can name it, I've probably been there, but I, I love Minnesota. Friendly. Yeah, nice. yeah, that's that's what they say. I think there's truth to that. Well, let, you've been everywhere. Let's start with Kirkland, Washington. Is that where you're from? That is uh, born and raised. That is uh, they they started uh, Costco just because of our ten family, ten <laughs> brothers and sisters. Yeah, and you're the youngest. Is that right? I I am. You're the baby. I'm, I'm. I would say I'm the spoiled little brat, but parents both worked and kicked ass, so so we had to raise ourselves in a sense. What was that like being the baby? Loved it. Loved it. I am uh, a, a kid that grew up with uh, reading problems. So I was one of these guys back in the day, which um, I wish more people would be this way. I wouldn't ask questions. I would pay attention and see what people did wrong and see what they did right. And so being the youngest and watching nine elders do this and then learning that way really set me up to win in life. So I love being the kid, the young one. That's a phenomenal perspective. And I got my ass kicked. So it was awesome. Mike, are all the siblings still with us? Is everybody still around? Yeah, have- we got we got the whole family except mom and dad. We okay. lost both parents. Um, uh, great family. Um, I mean, if you come from a big family, man, there's nothing like Christmas and those kind of things. So, it's it's a pretty amazing thing. And uh, family's close, and uh, they all grew up the same as I did. They all grew up uh, doing sports and everybody bodybuilding. And that's my sisters too. And martial arts and all that kind of fun stuff. So it was was a great family to grow up in. Were there, what was the biggest, what was the, you were the youngest. So what's the oldest, how many years older? Well, it's, uh, Irish family. So there's a couple Mm. Irish twins in there too. So (laughs) I guess I didn't even learn what an Irish twin was until, (laughs) I don't know. I must've been 30 or 40 when I finally explained it. An Irish twin is someone that's born in the same year. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, mom, mom and dad knocked them out, uh, 10 kids in 13 years. Wow. So yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty amazing thing, but it was nice. Everybody was pretty close together and, um, everybody at one time was under the same roof. So it was pretty, pretty crazy. Now you said that your sister did martial arts and a bunch of your brothers and sisters did bodybuilding. Now, is that something that you yeah. got into really young and knew that was for you really young? Yeah, really young. Um, so I, I remember the time too, I was eight years old and uh, I was waiting for the restroom and my older sister came out and uh, she drop kicked me. So that's kind of like a, a straight kick <laughs> in the chest. She, she's like, stop pounding on the door. Boom. And I'm eight years old. And I realized at that moment I had to 100% start lifting and doing martial arts and, and start training. It's okay to get your butt kicked by your older brothers, but when you get your butt kicked by your sisters, you know, it's kind of like, okay, I, I start, I got to start manning up here a little bit. So you mentioned being uh, dyslexic, having reading yes. problems. And then, you know, yeah. as I did my deep dives, I found some things about battling mental health and depression. And I just want to know how, what would you say to someone that is maybe sitting in those spaces on their own? What kind of advice would you give them to get started on the path that you are rocking on right now, by the way? It's amazing to watch your feed. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, I would say the first thing is sometimes a handicap is not that. Maybe it is the thing that sets you up to win. And I didn't realize at such a young age 
I thought, you know, like most people, when you can't read or write, that's a handicap and, and that's going to set me up to fail in life. That's going to pull me back. And it did the absolute opposite. I, I know for a fact I'd be nowhere close to where I am today or I would nobody would even know my name mm. uh, today if I could read and write. Um, and, and looking back at that moment, it was such a it was one of these things where because my dad was a both parents were college graduates. Mom was a writer besides martial arts. And then my dad was a, a bodybuilder football player that went into teaching. So they're both very educated people. And so when they got to me, they were like, uh, your son's a genius. Now, they're saying this to a first grader. This guy's figuring out everything. He's oh, this is great. Um, so they go, we're going to we're going to pass him up on second grade, take him right to third. And he's also just a big ass kid. So we're just going to take him to third grade. What they didn't realize is that I was already figuring things out just because I couldn't do anything else. And so I had to uh, assume and, and, and figure out a, a different path. And that's what kids with dyslexia do. Um, it's the imbalance of IQ and reading. And uh, and that those two should be even in some sense. And mine was out of whack. Mm. So I go to third grade. I skip phonics. I go downhill. They go, ah, oh, we were wrong. Your kid's retarded. Uh, we're going to stick oh, him in special my. ed <laughs> and, and, and he's going to stay there. And it was the best thing. I mean, honestly, the best thing I think about it when I'm talking to you too, I'm thinking about that. I wouldn't have been anywhere close because it set me up in every function in life. So the first thing I was, I was with the special kids. And so I was now the protector because mm -hmm. kids can be tough and they can mm -hmm. tease. So I was fighting every day. Every time somebody would tease anybody in my class, they were getting their asses kicked. Right. You know, all the sports kids and all the good kids in their classes teasing the kid in the wheelchair or this kid or that kid. Uh-uh, uh-uh, those are my guys. That's my team. And so I'd stick up for all of them. And that set me up for what I was doing with martial arts. And also sticking up for people that were out of the norm. And my appreciation for people that weren't just perfect. Hey, two arms, two legs, you're great. You can read and write, cool. Um, I liked the individuals that were different. Um, and so all those aspects just really made me think about, and, and I continued life in that sense, and, and that stayed with me. And then the secondary thing is just figuring out things and listening, 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 instead of asking questions. So much more gets answered by watching an individual, watching their patterns, watching mm -hmm. what they do, watching what they do right, what they do wrong, what they say, when most of the time everybody that says they, they're doing whatever they're doing they're not. And so what is that? And so it, it really made me learn, even though I was in school, learn a completely different way than everybody else. And that all set me up to win in life. And so if anybody's out there that's going through a hard time, that is different, that is, can't read or write or something else is going on, man, it may be the biggest gift that you have and it will push you and it will motivate you and skip motivation. It will give you passion. Because motivation is temporary. Passion, it, it just keeps you fired up. There's so many people that I know that are friends that are more passionate or motivated about life. I got a friend, Angela, who uh, is paralyzed from the neck down. And she is more motivated or passionate about life than even I am. And it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to see someone that's paralyzed, that's still passionate about life, and makes a difference in so many people's lives where, you know, how many times have you guys talked to people that have two arms and two legs that work, 
they can do whatever they want and they're still complaining about life. It's like, wow, right. you can get up, you can go to the gym, you can go do this, you can go talk to your friends, you can visit people, you can help out. We do charity work at the, at the hospitals. It's something that will change you. So it's, it's the little things like that that really motivates me and, and those kind of individuals that are over and above what the norm is. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Mike, I got a question. As a person who is a naturally empowering energy, what was it like for you to take on the role of the villain on American Gladiator? Well, it sounds like he was kicking some butts already on the playground. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it well, set you up really well for American Gladiator, it sounds um, like. I think for American Gladiators, they set me up as, as, as not the villain, but um, I was definitely the villain on a TV show called Battle Dome, where Mary, okay. Terry Crews was on there with me, and we were always battling. But that, that was definitely the villain. You know, I'd come down in this star with these three girls around me, and I'd talk smack. But on Ooh. American Gladiators, they kind of set me up, I think, because I had already 20 years on TV, and I was already on the first American Gladiators uh, as Thor, right. and then come back on the second one as Titan, I was very calm. And so when, when going against a competitor or fighting against a competitor, I understand the difference between crushing somebody for ego and just beating them and then helping them up. And so mm. I, I was that guy, and I, and, I, and I appreciate that I did do it that way too because a lot of feedback was, because visually looking at me, I think you're going to want to go up against me over, because I don't look tough. Uh, you're going to want to go against me over some guys on the show that had traps up to their ears that these brows that stick out a foot. And, mm -hmm. and so um, after a lot of the matches, they were like, wow, you kicked my ass, but you're so nice. You helped me up afterwards. And I'm like, yeah, it's just it's a fun show. But those shows are incredible, too, because you just for me, I was a born gladiator. I've done this my whole mm -hmm. life. I've competed and I need that that kind of battle if it's a physical battle against somebody or if it's a weightlifting battle, or if it's a mental battle, I need that every day when I wake up. I love that. I search for that. So you mentioned that you had already done TV already by the time American Gladiator came out. You've been on TV for 10 years or so. You've been on Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which Jason and I and our, were talking wow. about earlier. We both love you that. Ready for this? Knight Rider. <laughs> yeah. What do, you, do you have any anecdotes <laughs> about that? I, I, I was on TV. You guys remember the movie with Bruce Willis, Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep, Death Becomes Her? I know the movie. I don't think I've seen it in 25 years. You probably, you probably both weren't born. It was 1989. No, 1990. I was. <laughs> I remember it. I just don't. I don't remember the movie. I know that. But anyway, you you were you were in that movie. That was my first. That was my first thing. And then I just did TV shows from there. And I got you know American Gladiators back then on the original American Gladiators. And so it was a great run. I did that show for, geez, I guess it was about seven years. And then went from that show into a TV show called Battle Dome for Fox Television mm. that was absolutely violent um, and fun. And, and that's where I met and, and became friends for lifelong friends with Terry Crews at, at that point. And you were on Knight Rider for real? So the new Knight Rider. Okay. Okay. Not the old Knight Rider. The new Knight Rider. Yeah, I was an uh, underground street fighter that was killing people. I was a bad guy. Wow. A villain. <laughs> a villain. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I actually want to switch it up a little bit. If someone was listening right now, where would they find you? Do you want them to go to your website? I would love for you to let people know where to find Mike O'Hearn. If they type in Mike O'Hearn on pretty much any social media from Facebook to Instagram to Twitter to uh, website, they can find me. And and they can feel like if they want to email me, they can just email me at Mike at Mike O'Hearn. 
So I'm pretty pretty easy to get a hold of. Mike at Mike O'Hearn, you say. I've, I've, email, I've used that email a couple times. Sometimes sometimes <laughs> I get somebody named Mona that responds. Yeah. So. The real boss. The real boss is right. Is it true? Is it? Do you call her the Romanian gangster? Is that, that is, if you ever met Mona, you would go, yeah, okay. Yeah, she's the Romanian gangster. Um, and, and my life story is absolutely nothing compared to her life story. Really? She's, she's a, she's a story in her, she, she, uh, grew up in a communist country, uh, Romania when it was going through the civil war, uh, got to America. Parents both left when she was 12. So she got herself here into the hardest place there is to get. She went to New York, not speaking the language and then lived there, made herself a, a self-made millionaire. When she got through seventh grade. I think it was, is as far as she went with education and still came to America. So my appreciation to America is unreal. And, and, and living with somebody like her, it's like, wow, you can, you can make yourself, if you got the passion and the drive, you can create something. But yeah, her, her to balance me out, she's incredible. When did you meet her, Mike? How, how long have you guys been together? Uh, we've been together seven years. She, uh, was, she did two things. She had a steak restaurant that she owned in the financial district of Manhattan. What? Wow. wow. <laughs> so she had that for 17 years and she ran um, the magazine. So she's right in the financial district and that's where the headquarters was for muscle and fitness and all these. Mm -hmm. They had seven magazines. And so the owner, David Pecker, um, the Inquirer, he owned the Inquirer and all mm -hmm. these magazines would go there to eat. And so it was pretty much a I don't know, you would say those kind of guys, uh, stockbrokers and, and those financial guys there. He was talking to her over and over, and he goes, man, you're you pretty witty woman. I want you to come in. And she went into work, um, and she got the chief editor position of Muscle and Fitness Hers and then ran the magazine. Wow. And that's wow. how we met because sure. she knew of me because I got uh, the second most covers stories on Muscle and Fitness next to Arnold. And so yeah. she knew of me, and we, we were at an appearance once, and then um, – she put her sights on me, and then the, that's that's all it took. And the rest is history. Wow, the rest is history. And hey, just for the record, uh, Mike, are you, have you been on more covers than Clark Bartram? Oh, he would even <laughs> tell you that. Yeah. That's the one thing he would tell you the truth. Over five hundred. Uh, that's what I read actually. Over five hundred. Yeah. That is awesome. My first ones were in nineteen ninety, so I've been in the game a while. And Mr. Universe. Mr. Universe, all natural, right? Right. I did my whole career. So I'm guessing that's an important distinction for you. It isn't. It's not. No. Okay. It's not. Not even a little bit. I, I learned early on, do things for yourself for your reasons. Um, and for me, for the first whew, 20 years of my career, I couldn't talk about it just because I was with Weeder. And so it was different federations. Um, so I said, I, I got no problem not talking about it. But it isn't one of those things. It's like, Somebody even commented today, it's like, hey, how can you be friends with this guy, one of my training partners? He does steroids, you don't. And it's like, it doesn't define people. Just because mm -hmm. I made a choice to do my career natural and compete natural and get tested all the time is, is just my personal choice. It doesn't make me change my opinion of somebody that wants to drink beer on the weekend or drive a fast car or, or do something like that. So, um, yeah, it doesn't really... I'm proud of myself for winning Mr. Universe four times and Mr. World, Mr. International and all these, but it doesn't define me at all. Got it. It just sets me up for a long life. Yeah. <laughs>
I want to flip the script really quick, Anya, and uh, talk about the Titan training series. Uh, sure. You know, train like a Titan, gain like a Titan, which is a great slogan. <laughs> um, I looked into kind of your, like I said, your Titan series. Is there any client or participant of your transformation series? I believe it's 12 weeks. Is that right? It's anything from 30 days to 12 weeks, a year. I got some people for a couple years. Is there any transformation that actually kind of really sticks out in your brain? That's what I want to know. Wow. I mean, there's so many. Uh, I think the biggest transformation is the mindsets. Um, but I know I can't really explain that. Just the understanding. And I guess this would go back to my childhood about me talking about the fact of listen to people and how they live instead of what they tell mm. you. And so the one thing I, I, that Clark and I both harp about to people is these people out there keep looking at these I guess you call them Instagram trainers and, and these guys telling you, Hey, this is how you should do it and stuff. And it's like, the guy's been training for six months. It's like, okay, he's, there's not much knowledge that he's there. It's, it's a combination of being educated and in the trenches and you've done it and then you've lived it. And experience. One thing that, I, yeah, it's yeah. one thing that me and Clark can talk about is how can you be healthy as a teenager? How can you be healthy in your twenties, your thirties, your forties, your fifties? Because if you, if the trainer can only tell you how to get in shape for a show in 12 weeks, but not how to maintain it, mm. I'm not sure how good that is. Right? right? Titan agrees with me. He's over here yelling. Speaking of Titan, Titan, we want to talk about Titan. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like sounds like there's a two-year-old back there. Is he two? He is two now. Wow. You know, Mike, let, if, let, let's talk about him. So I'm 48 years old. I don't have any kids. I probably never will. This is your first child, right? And you were over 50, I think, when Titan was, I was born. I was 50, and I was like you. I was like, I, I'm not going to have kids, and, and Mona didn't want kids, and then something triggered one day. And we said, well, you know what? Let's uh, let's do this. And and then we and did. And the rest was history. And the rest, and, and it's one of these things, too, that I am not one of these, because I was always a dog guy, and am a dog guy. And and my, my puppy, Striker, Striker. travels around travels the world with me and we uh, Mm -hmm. yeah crazy little husky girl but the great thing about her is she has such a good demeanor so we'd go to like children's hospitals and stuff like this with her which is the greatest thing in the world for me but i noticed that a lot of parents will say hey you know you have to have a kid i get a dog you gotta have a kid and you're telling somebody that has no comprehension what the other side of the fence the the green grass on the other side is like until you really do it Mm. And so that's the one thing that I would say I didn't realize what this would be like. And now that I'm here, I'm like, I'm, I'm, we're both really happy that we did. That's an awesome perspective because I know Jason doesn't have kids, but I'm actually on the fence right now trying to decide. So thanks for that yeah. perspective that I won't see the other grass on the other side or yeah. if it's greener, if I never go there. I got nephews. Yeah. That's good enough. But hey, <laughs> the, uh, but I'm happy for you because from what I can tell, this has been one of the best things that ever happened to you, if not the best. And I think, yeah, yeah, 100%. And Titan, you know, if you don't mind me asking, I listened to a couple of podcasts that you did with some other people. Will he play football? He will play football up into a certain point. And I do want him to have the drive of willing to go head to head with yeah. somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want that, the, the, the compact of that. Um, but would I want him to go pro? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, and most of my friends are, NFL players and UFC fighters and all that. And it sounds great. And again, he's going to do what he wants to do. 
you can't coach size. So mm-hmm. that's the one thing that I'll take care of. I'll, I'll feed them correctly. And we have been since birth. But uh, when it gets to that point, I hope he chooses something like he could do for 30 years, like baseball or something, a skilled sport instead of a, a athletic sport. I'm not saying baseball is not athletic, but it's more of a skill right. than it is just head to head combat. Is it injury reasons? Is that why you'd prefer he didn't play? It's it's such a short live. Um, yeah. It's an average of two and a half years for these guys. And I got my buddy Heath here. Um, and, you know, he played 10 years. Patriots, Seattle, Saints, won a Super Bowl. But the upside is not as big as as something like, like baseball, where you could do it for 20 years, where you could walk away and still live a healthy life, where you're not walking away with so many injuries. Um and because my belief is, is, you know, the injuries, that's that's the biggest combat. And you don't think about that when you're 20. I sure didn't. Right. You don't think about that when you, even when you're in your 30s. Right. Um, but when you start getting into your 40s and your 50s and your back starts aching and stuff like that, and then you want to be able to still go out and tussle and then play basketball and right. all that, and you're like too banked up to do right. it. I, I don't want that for, for anybody. Right. Well, keep in mind this is coming from a avid golfer. You might want to get him a little sawed-off golf club. Maybe that's that oh, could be see? a sport. See, that he could crush that. Most at six six two eighty, crush that ball if he can work that skill. And that, again, that's a skill that just you know you got to work that from a young age. Right. Now, I I kind of want to go back to your Titan thing because I was really yeah. looking into this. Now, you and Mona both have your own program. Is that is that right? Well, we do, but it's kind of similar. But the only thing is society looks at a guy and goes, I don't want to be trained by a guy. Right. I want to be trained. You know, if it's a, if, if some guys don't want to be trained by a guy and some girls definitely don't want to be trained by a guy. And so that's why we have one for her to make women feel comfortable or, or guys that don't want to train with a guy more comfortable. But it's basically both of us brainstorming over a person and, and coming to, together on, on what the person should do. I mean, because it's meals, it's workouts, it's an app, it's... It's a, it's, a, it's a life change. Yeah, it's we, we get the whole thing. We go over the workouts and nutrition with them. Um, we set them up on the right plan for them. When most people think, oh, no, because there's a huge difference between eating healthy and eating right. And most society eats. Well, not I shouldn't say most. But everybody that's in the athletics thinks and know they are eating healthy, but it doesn't mean they're eating right. Healthy is, you know, your salads and your, you know, your proteins and your vegetables. But if that person's body functions differently, they're starving themselves from good carbohydrates or some healthy fats. And so everybody's different. And that's one of the big things we're trying to teach people. I love that. Everyone wants to eat healthy, but they're not eating right for their own body type for them. Yep. So you do it by person rather than a program per se. Right. Love that. Yeah. And, and, we do a free thing each week that we get to do check-ins with these people and talk to them. They, they can still talk to us for free at that point. So it's even, we try to give as much as we can, try to help them as much as we can. Cause it is pretty cool. It's cool when you get these people that go like, I have this girl that uh, she's going to win this Titan challenge too. And she came to me and she was very aggressive, blunt, um, you know, Hey, you know, I've done this. I, I paid for this. I want this. And now she's like the sweetest thing. She goes, man, my attitude was so bad. But I also took 50 pounds off of her Mm. in 10 weeks. So she's eating right. Her mindset is better. Yeah, everything. She goes, my mind is, I'm such a happier person now. I'm, 
Um, I can move. I can play with my kids. My husband is like, won't keep his hands off me. It's, it's like a whole change. She's like, Who wouldn't want I that? didn't realize it's like, yeah, the weight's one thing, but what it does to you life-wise, it's a whole change. Mike, something I want to run by you. So I've got a friend who's in his forties, 150 pounds, at least a hundred pounds, if not 150 pounds overweight, Right. type one diabetic. Right. Okay. Asthma. You know, and picture that in the middle of a you know of a pandemic also, but yeah. he he's been vaccinated, but he has uh he hates exercise, and you know i'm forty eight you don't know much about me, but i I do have you know i'm the you know the bachelor's degree in in health and fitness, master's in kinesiology, you know I've been working out my whole life, I don't look anything like you, but I'm fairly fit for forty eight and I live an active lifestyle, and I don't know what to tell him when to you know when he says he hates. He hates lifting weights. He hates doing anything exercise related. That's a tough one. That's really tough because I think you and I can agree. We can all agree on this is if the person doesn't want to change, you can hand them the golden egg and they just won't take it. It is amazing to see people like that and argue with like people like Clark Bartram. And I'm like, this guy's knowledge. Mm -hmm. He's got, it's a, depth to this there's these people that are out there and then want to help you until the individual wants to help themselves it's a tough tough thing mostly when it's a diabetes and and that's not a joke that's mm-hmm. that's actually something that can really hurt him later down the road he could lose limbs he could it could really turn bad which is i think for all of us on here we can all understand how much better his life can be we're all going wait a minute we know you can be this. We know we can bring down the medicine. We know we can give you a healthier lifestyle. We could, we could, we could work around the asthma. We can do so much to create something beautiful for you to live a better life, and you don't want it. It's, it's a tough thing. It's, it's tough. It's tough to watch. Now, I, you know, I do say, hey, dude, you know, you don't have to go to a gym. You can just move. You know, you got a dog. Go walk it. You know, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's better than just sitting there in front of the television. I think one of the, the people that uh, I know everybody laughs at me when I say this, but I think he's one of the greatest is Richard Simmons. I love him. And they're like, wait a minute, you're a glad you love Richard your Simmons. strength. It, Richard is great. He's the reason I got into fitness. I used to do sweating with the oldies with my grandma. That, that makes, sweating to okay, the makes total sense. Yeah. Come on, everybody. He got in a pillow fight in first class he flying back so from good. New York. He's great. The guy is a great human. Oh, yeah. No doubt. But the thing about him is he just did what you did. You can just get up and get moving. Yeah. You just start burning the calories. You just start working that stuff off. We're golden. We'll get that weight off. We start changing the eating a little bit. You yeah. go out and walk your dog. Yeah. They can change. Yeah. And I think Richard got that. You just get up, get moving, and you can make changes. Yeah, right on. So I want to know what's the most impactful either advice that you've gotten through the years that maybe have stuck with you or the most impactful advice that you would give to someone else? I would say uh, if you want to change your life, do some charity. Hmm. And the reason why that is is because um, when you do the charity, you see a completely different life and you realize how good you have it, no matter how bad it is changed my life it definitely changed my life that's something i recommend for anybody just go over and help out a hospital go over and uh food shelf we do perspective yeah you know and just um, i know that's not what you were asking but that changed me to a completely different human 
when I did that stuff. And then the secondary thing is just trying to keep in the forefront of your mind that tomorrow's not promised to nobody. Mm. And uh, I think a lot of us lost a lot of friends. I lost one of my, my closest friends who was a savage of a human. WWE wrestler, six foot five, 270 pound, great father, drowned. Wow. And when I got the call that he drowned and, and it wasn't in that deep of water, it was just here in Santa Monica, uh, he yelled at the lifeguards to save his son and then come for him as he was getting pulled in the riptide. We found him a couple of days later dead, but this isn't a man you would think that would, would drown in that kind of water, you know, three, four feet of water. The guy's right. six, five, you can just stand up, just stand up and you can still be here today raising your kid. It's, it's life is precious. And if mm-hmm. you start taking it for granted and you start just going, uh, I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do this tomorrow. I'll start getting in shape tomorrow. I know I'm overweight and I got asthma and diabetes, but I, I got time. I got time. None of us have time. That's right. We got today. We got today. We got right now. What are we going to do right this second? I think that's the that's the most powerful thing. And I think there's times that Mona slaps me in the head and goes, what are you upset about? What's going on? This, this is irrelevant to our life and what we need to do. Drop it. Hmm. Move on. Man, she sounds like a boss. Oh, she's an mm. Romanian gangster. Different breed. <laughs> the Romanian gangster. It's about life. It isn't about health and fitness. It's about the quality of life. Longevity is the quality of life, not that you live to 120. Well said. Right on. Yeah, that's some of the main things. And I don't know if you guys know this. You know who the godfather is to Titan? Clark Bartram. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I do know that. Yeah, he was... Uh, <laughs> Well, when we were down in Florida and I said, hey, we're going to do this podcast and boy, it'd be nice to get, you know, Michael Hearn on. He's like, oh, I can hook that up. And I didn't know Clark that well. Then I'm like, is he just, is he just saying this? Is he like, is he that connected? You know? And he's like, <laughs> I'm Godfather to his son. I'm like, well, he's not going to lie about that. All right, let's get Michael let's Hearn on. Let's do it. <laughs> I love it. He's a good one. Man. My last question for you, Mike. Okay. What can we look forward to or how can we support whatever the Titan brand is going to be doing here in the next 10, 20 years or so? Wow. Um, what do we have to look forward to from you, yeah, Mike? Well, I mean, look forward to. We just finished up two movies, um, Seven Deadly Sins. I play Escanor, Ooh. which is a, a very – see, we can go back to the villain. He's very – I wouldn't say he's a villain. He's just very confident in himself. And then I just finished up a movie last week in Louisiana uh, called The Book of Cain. And this guy's definitely a villain. So we got some movies coming out. Um, we're working on a project with Barry Levins for Hercules, uh, a TV series. And so that is uh, in the works. And that's why the hair is getting all crazy right now and long. Um, so I'm excited about all this and what's possible. And then just the, the company, just if you guys, if there's anybody out there that doesn't think they can get in shape in their 30s or 40s or 50s or have injuries, and think that, oh, no, I got a bad shoulder. I can't train. I'm 50. It's too late. Those are the people I'd love to have them come over to my page and touch base with me because uh, Clark and I, and, and like most guys that have done this for a long time, will tell them they can always get in shape. Yes, definitely. And it's easy to find at Michael Hearn on Google. You don't even need to put the apostrophe in. MichaelHearn.com. It'll, it'll still come Easy to Michael peasy. Hearn. Hey, Mike, we, uh, we could talk to you forever. 
Um, we do appreciate your time. We know you got Titan back there squirming around, and you've got uh, some uh, some construction. You got the Roma- Romanian gangster. Yeah, and <laughs> Romanian gangster going. All right, come on now. Got to get back to work. <laughs> we like to keep our podcast a little tight, you know, a little on time. I so it. it's recorded, but we're putting you on the spot. Will you come back on again in a few months? Pretty please. Absolutely. When these movies release and stuff, I'd love to come back on and just talk about anything and everything and whatever the fans want to do. And I want to help push this. So I will, when you guys let me know, I'll tell the fans to go on and get a good listen. And you guys are great. You guys are great. You guys worked good together. Thank you. Thanks, brother. One last thing, Mike, real quick. Power blocks. You use them every day. You like them? little plug for power blocks? Yeah, absolute plug for power blocks. No shame. And I got to say thanks to Clark for actually making that. Uh, arrangement for me, so that was that was a beautiful uh, gift through Clark through Power Blocks, and and uh, we got a whole setup here. And what's nice is during the lockdown, we did a whole program just using those guys um, for a home workout. Ooh, Everybody's thinking you got to yeah. you got to get a whole Gold's Gym Venice. No, you don't, guys. You get a Power Blocks. Get a in your set, set of Power Blocks. Boom. Right on. Appreciate that. I love it, guys. Hey, thanks for your time, Mike. We'll chat soon. Thanks you. Take care. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Michael Hearn, ladies and gentlemen, what do you think? What a phenomenal guy that was. I know he's a big deal. He's a movie star. He's got all these followers. He looks like a superhero. He really does. But that's not why I like him. I like him because... He's humble because Because of that, he he doesn't... He would never think that's this guy, right? And that's why when they were like, you get Michael Hearn on? You know, the ownership here. I'm like, well, it really wasn't that hard. I mean, they got back to me, Mike... He's a great guy. Literally, I'm not encouraging people to email Mike at MichaelHern.com, but they will respond. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, he is a real person. You know, we, I think we got everything we wanted to that we talked about asking him. We touched on Titan, Mona, that whole thing. I might ask a little more about American Gladiator just, just because. No, and you should. Absolutely. I, I, I was never a huge fan. Did you, did you watch the show? I watched it when I was yeah. younger. Yeah. I might have wore a spandex just because of that show. You mean like you're talking like the 89, when it was on in 89? Absolutely. So how old were you in 89? Let's get physical. I'm not answering that question. I was four. I was four years old. I was 16, so I, I did watch him without knowing it was him. I mean, I didn't know who these people were. Well, when I did the deep dive, I actually watched a lot of the video from it and became a fan. This is where they wore the, like, the uniform mm-hmm. and they, they joust and stuff like that. And they, yep. Okay, yeah. American Gladiator. Oh, no. They, and then they shoot at each other, don't they? I think so. They hide behind walls. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah. you know, wipe out. It's like a combination of American Ninja exactly. and then a paintball, or yeah. you know. So, <laughs> While you're getting thrown to the ground by Titan. Yeah, right. Gosh. Well, anyway. So we'll bring him back for a, a second round Do you soon. like how I did that? He's on record. He Boom. said he'd do it. I heard it. Yeah. Y'all heard it here. Well, hey, listen, uh, thank you for having me, Kitty. I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, PowerBlock. PowerBlock on Instagram and Facebook. And share us, support and us, yeah, follow share, us. Share the podcast subscribe. if you think that people uh, that you know would like listening. And who wouldn't want to listen to us talk to Michael Hearn? Peace out. Thank you.